yeah. Yo, VIP. Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle Dance, caress the speaker that booms I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom Deadly, when I play a dope melody Anything less than the best is a felony Love it or leave it, you better gain weight You better hit bullseye, the kid don't play If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it Continue to A1A. Girls were hot, wearing less than bikinis. Rock men love us, driving Lamborghinis. Jealous, cause I'm out getting mine. Shade with the gauge and vanilla with the nine. Ready for the chumps on the wall. The chumps acting ill because they're full of eight ball. Gunshots ranged out like a bell. I grabbed my nine, all I heard was shells. Falling on the concrete real fast. Jumped in my car, slammed on the gas. Bumper to bumper, the avenue's packed. I'm trying to get away before the jack is jacked. Police on the scene, you know what I mean? They pass me up, could run it all the dope beans. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it.
what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Hit it, Maestro. Listen up, ass face. Ass, ass face. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. <laughs> 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. If you have not shit your pants before, you are not a risk taker and do not take enough chances. Respect people with shitty pants. You're damn right, yeah. Oh, it, it happens to the best of us. Not in a long time, not in a long time, ass family. Now, come on now. Good morning, ass family. It is... Guess what day it is. And what a show we have in front of us for this lovely and uh, gorgeous so far hump day. Probably the heat index will only be about 138 today. So sure, go out and do all your running and all your errands today in the 138 degree day. I love it though. I, I, I'd rather have this than cold all the time. Uh, lots to get to today. I know I always say that, lots to get to. We got listener mail today. We've got all sorts of wonderful things to get to. We'll get to good mornings here. Uh, let's see. Let me get the right sound effects ready. And uh, first one here. We're not going to bow down and kiss <laughs> the ring of the alphabet cult. Cowboys Girl says, good morning, ass family. Happy hump day. Oh, that's right. Hump day. There we go. Let's get it. Uh, as Digital Underground says, peace and humptiness forever. Indeed. Chaz Man. Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. This morning, ass family. Happy hump day. Let's get it over with so we can slide on down to the weekend. Indeed. Adam J. Buenos dias, amigo. Hope you're doing well today. Derek. Becca. Derek says good morning, ass family. Happy hump day. Very good. Cowboys girls liking the music. Gold in the house. Hey, yo. He says happy hump day. Assholes. Trash panda. Says, uh, morning fam, let's get this hump. Hump day! Going, I'm already fucked, so might as well push back. Oh, wait, does that pushing back make me gay? I don't have my Dakota ring today, Trash Panda. I'm gonna say it probably does, but we'll say not enough, uh, not enough information at this time. So you, you keep pushing back until we figure that out. Good, good. All right. V Coop. I like to butt fuck fine ladies. Yeah. Will I choke hold a bitch? Well, maybe. Maybe. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. V Coop says Hammer was too legit to quit, but too broke to continue. Very, very true. Please be a fart. Good, Darren. Please be a fart. Says, Good morning, ass family. Happy Wednesday. Uh, let's see, uh, Chazman says, hey, this isn't Queen or Bowie. No, no, that was not. That was the man himself, Robert Van Winkle, also known as Vanilla Ice. Stinkfist says, good morning, ass fam. The American League lost so much for six Rangers. Sorry, I'm just being petty. You know, yeah, yeah, hold on a second. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to circle back to that comment because I need to talk about the All-Star game. And I, I, I texted Joe to see if he would be, uh, oh, it didn't get delivered. That's why, dad, damn it. Oh, Christ on a crutch, man, this damn phone. <sighs> Hold on, I got to turn it off 
and then turn it on again. Oh, I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. This is this is maddening. Just general turn off, shut down, slide it off. Christ Almighty will continue saying it. Now I'm in a worse mood. Jesus. Uh, let's see. Colin says, morning ass people. Derek, we could use some ice ice baby here in NorCal this weekend. It's going to be a hot one. Yeah, it's going to be a hot one. Ooh, look at you. 99 degrees. Ooh. We're 106 with 80% humidity. We're hot. We know what hot is. Hey, now, you ain't from around here, are you? No, 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 we aren't there, uh, Sanchez family. Remy says, good morning. How long have I been on anesthesia? I'm not sure, buddy, but I'm glad to see you there. Uh, Cowboys Girl says, I'm going to see The Sound of Freedom. Okay, good. That's that uh, Jim Caviezel movie. Uh, the, the guy who, Jesus. Uh, I'm going to try to call Joe, even though my text message didn't go through. Damn thing. It's calling. Wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Why, why is this not working? There we go. Now it's working. Hello. Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy, please. Uh, hold on. Please hold. Okay. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm sorry to do this to you. I tried to send you a text, but my phone shit to bed. Um, We got to talk. Did you watch the All-Star game last night? I certainly did. Did you watch it from the beginning? Did Did, did you watch the pregame show? I yeah I, I I think I know what you're gonna get to but yeah I did I watched uh, I watched it from the beginning so I'm pretty sure I caught everything. Okay, good. I, and 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 Joe, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy, hectic, you know, international sex worker uh, lifestyle. To <laughs> yeah. Do this. Well, I had a shoot in Paris today, but yeah. I I'm gonna go ahead and take your call. <laughs> um, so first of all, what the fuck is the pregame show where everybody walks up on the red carpet? With with like regular pants. Yeah, I, I, no, 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 no. I'm talking about even the pre-pre before they were in uniform. Because those pants, we got to talk about the National League's pants. But, but they were like dress pants. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but I'm talking about the pre-game show where like they they were like, oh, what are you wearing and all this kind of stuff. Well, I don't need that. I Was it the that. Oscars? No, I mean seriously, I I don't need that. I know. I don't. I want to see these guys. I'm old school. I wear the socks up to the knees. Yeah. So, so the the pregame show was just, and we're talking like the hour before the game, and then yeah, once like a, well, forty five minutes because then they started the introductions of the teams. Now that's where I that's where I logged. I mean, not okay. logged on. I started watching okay. about. That time where they were coming out on the red carpet, yeah, yeah, you had that, the that, bad girls and the yeah, bad yeah. boys or whatever out there. I missed a little before that, okay. but that's about where I caught on. Right. But I was like, I was like, um, does the guy have a Rolex on too? Because he was wearing like, you know, and I was just like, what? Who? Who? I mean, where? Where's the guy with the with the you know the 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 striped socks that come up to the knees on him well, and stuff well, like that? that, that, that I was you, just like, what is Joe, going on with this thing? Joe, you're getting ahead of me. You're getting way ahead of me. Uh, way, way ahead of me. The first thing I want to talk about is, why in the fuck are they coming out from center field? I'm a traditionalist. You come out from the dugout. I know. I don't know that's true. I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I didn't really catch on to where they were coming, but now that you tell me, 
center field. Yeah, why were they? It was like, it was like, yeah, why don't they come out of the dugout? Yeah. There were some fields. Remember in back in the day, there were some fields or some courts like in the NBA and stuff where they had to go through the same locker room and they were like almost getting fights, you know, coming back and forth because it was like that scumbag, you know, keep elbowing me, dirtbag, and we'll see what happens in the second half. And, yeah, like you said, they were coming out of the center field like it was this big production of – I mean, I thought Tom Cruise was going to walk now, out. Uh, now, and, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. So what we used to do well, 100 years before, and it's worked all 100 years, you would announce each guy, and he'd run out of the dugout, and he would stand. And this is another problem I had. They stood on the infield. No, you stand up and down the foul lines. You stand up and down the foul lines, right? The reserves come out yes, first. Yes, they stand up and down. They come out. They high and they high five the other yes. guys that are already out there, or give them the you know slap on the ass, whatever the case may be. But yeah, it's like they've turned it into a red carpet affair. Well, I, they, and here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. They would announce one guy at a time, not one team at a time. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, oh, that's no, I noticed bullshit. that. Yeah, that's right. It was every guy from the Twins, yeah. every guy from the Dodgers. It wasn't just one guy at a time. Because they always did the reserve first, and then they do the starters, you know. But, yeah, yeah, now that you mentioned that, yeah, they were like each team. And it's just, yeah, no, just, I, I yeah, it, it was, they, they, you know, it, it, they just, it's, I don't know what's going on in this country, Arnie. I, I, mean, I, really I, mean, don't. I mean, and let's get to the outfits that the National League were in. I thought they were wearing Hager slacks. I thought they were I, all wearing Hager either. slacks. Are those Dockers or yeah. Hagers? <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there, and like, the guy walks out, I'm like, wait, is he going to a meeting? Is it casual I, that's Friday? First, yeah, that's the first thing I said to my friend uh, Jennifer, and we're watching. I go, "What are they wearing?" I go, "Those look like dress slacks. Who wears that to a baseball game?" I mean, there's, you know, you see a few pictures and guys they like to wear the long baseball pants that go down to their shoes. Where and I would always tell her, I would say, "I'm an old school guy. I, well, if I play baseball now, I would have, you know, the socks up to the, you know, I would have the stirrup socks on." Yeah. You know, oh. or whatever. And that's just the way I like them. I don't knock them for that. But these actually look like dress pants. I, I was like, wait a second. Are they sponsored by, like, you know, fucking Hager? I, yeah. I'm like, but, uh, remember the Docker commercials? Oh, where yeah. They were, the guy would say, like, hey, I had sex with a Haitian refugee last night. And it was like, uh, you know, that bad decision jeans. They were called, I remember it was that Saturday Night yeah. Live skit. Bad decision jeans, you know, because I had sex with a Haitian refugee. I wouldn't worry about it, oh. you know. And, and it was because those Docker commercials were so horrible back in the day. Oh. And that's the first thing I noticed was these look like dress pants yeah. on these guys yeah i thought i thought honestly we were at a convention uh, of insurance salesmen and it was the cocktail mingle hour and everybody had their you know cool silk hawaiian shirt on with their their slacks of their choice whether they're hager D docker tommy bahama i don't know tommy bahama, I, I, I mean seriously <laughs> i i'm looking at it going this is the worst all-star start i've ever seen and the, then, the only thing good that happened about for me anyways was i wanted the national league to finally get one which they did damn which, it. Uh, and it was a great game and yes. that, i'll give it that it was a good game but the first 
first thing, just like you said, the first thing I noticed was what the fuck are they wearing? Yeah. I mean, I, like, and, and here's the other thing. So I'm a big proponent of not fucking up the national anthem. And last night, the girl who sang the national anthem didn't fuck it up. But here's the problem. Who the fuck was that girl? No idea. That's the first thing I said. Who is she? she? Goes, and they're like, they're like 19 time Grammy Award winner, oh. whatever. I've never heard of her. Never I mean, heard of her. I mean, and, it's not like you're in a town that produced music, I don't know, called Seattle. I, I, I mean, most of the good singers are dead. Sure, but you yeah, still Kurt got. Cobain wasn't going to do it, was he? No, I, but Eddie Vedder, who's a huge baseball guy, he's a Seattle I guy. I Bush out there singing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ! Who was that girl? Who I was don't she? know. I have no clue. I'm sitting there going, "You got to be kidding me! This is what am I watching here?" Why haven't they got, you know, why haven't they got a singer like, uh, why wasn't Luke Bryan out there? Or, 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 I don't know, I'll take Faith Bucking Hill. I, I mean, I'll take somebody I've heard of. But when they, that's the first thing I said to is when they said, I go, I have no fucking clue who that person is. No oh, clue. I mean, and, and I, I just, I, I was dumbfounded, and I couldn't hold on to this rant until tomorrow when you're normally on, which you will be on again tomorrow. Um, but, man, oh, man, this year, I give this year, the, the game, not bad. The game, not bad. Everything, the pomp and circumstance, fucking terrible. Just stupid. Just wow. stupid. Like, let's get let's get an American out there. Like, a, I, you know what? Give me Johnny Mellencamp. Yeah. There you go, Johnny. You know, yeah, and, and and come out in a baseball uniform, for God's sake. Yes, I mean, seriously. All right, Joe, I'm going to let you go, but thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. And I, and I you can call me anytime, Arnie. You know right, that. Now. I love chiming in, buddy. All right, bud. See you tomorrow. All right. Bye. Uh, Lake Tahoe, Joe Murphy. Oh, my God. I, I still can't get over that garbage that was the All-Star game last night. Let's continue. Good mornings. Uh. Let's see. Uh, we'll start with Ogre. Buenos dias, amigo. Hope that you're doing well today, my friend. Uh, Oski is in the house if this song ever stops. Her wiener's the size of a Tic Tac. That's why you want breast milk so good. This is Good Morning Ass Family College Station. The stars at night are big and bright. Bum, 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 bum. Says, good morning, Astink. This says those pants were awful. What was it? Woman's softball? <laughs> no shit. I, it was so weird to look at them. Um, oh, my lucky Oh, yeah. Stars. The one, the only bratty kid is in the house. And you motherfuckers need Jesus. Well, that is probably true. Uh, I hope that you have a spectacular day today. Ogre says they can come in out of center field if they're in the bullpen. Otherwise, it's a dugout. R.I.P. baseball. No shit. I'm surprised when the All-Star comes on the field, they don't do some stupid TikTok challenge to appease the dumbass Zoomer generation. Well, look here. Here was the... I had a little bit of a rub with something also last night. And, oh, let me let me say goodbye. Uh, good morning to one, one other fine folks. Timmy and Nicole. Good morning to y'all. They say happy... Pump day! Past friends. Okay, so... 
last night the uh, the All Stars are coming out of center field, and they've got these two rows of young ladies out there, and uh, these young ladies excelled in some kind of it, it wasn't a sport. It was some sort of a computer-type class or computer-type thing. And they were out there to, to show ladies in science. Look, I'm all for inclusivity, but you, you, you don't have any little boys out there? It's the all-star game. Those girls could give two shits. This is the all-star game. My entire summer used to revolve around the All-Star game. When I was a little kid, I knew when the All-Star game was. I knew where it was. It was something that my dad and I watched religiously. In my almost 52 years on earth, I have seen every All-Star game except one. Because my parents forced me to go to some Jesus camp. That's right. I had to go to some Jesus camp for a week. God, that was stupid. I learned more curse words at that camp than I did anywhere else. I learned what fart spray was at that camp. And I also learned that I can't watch the All-Star game there. And it was the only year Grand Slam's ever been hit. Goddamn Fred Lynn. Hit a grand slam when he was with the California Angels. And I missed it. Only time it's ever happened. Jesus. I love how they were talking to the outfielders during the game while pop flies were soaring over their heads. They were talking to a pitcher. In the second inning, they were talking to Nate Evaldi from the Rangers. I can't think that... Uh, that is awesome for a pitcher who's trying to concentrate and not get get lit up like the 4th of July because this is the greatest lineup he'll ever face. And he's got a guy in his ear, some fucking shitbag, and John Smoltz up there talking while he's trying to pitch and he wants to have a conversation with him. Who thought that was a good idea? I'm sure it wasn't Nate Evaldi. Stinkfist says he hit that homer off of Atlee Hammaker from the shitty Giants. Uh, I, I don't remember. My other horrible baseball moment that I missed, uh, my dad and I, when we lived in Reno, for, for Christmas one year, we got my mom season tickets to the ballet. And... Uh, and they had like, you know, eight performances during the course of the year. And my dad told me, he goes, look, we're going to split these. Um, and But here's the thing, you have to go to one. And I didn't want to go to a ballet. So sure enough, they get through them. I, I think there were six. There were six because the last one was in October. And I didn't go to any of them. So the last one, my dad's like, you're going. I'm like, I don't want to go. Dad, Dad, it's game six of the World Series. <laughs> Come on, Dad. It, it, it's the Phillies and the Blue Jays. He's like, nope, nope, you got to go. I'm like, game six. And he's like, I don't care. Go to the fucking ballet. 
So I got dressed up. <sighs> and we didn't have cell phones back then. We didn't have little 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 PDAs or little computers in our pocket to see what the score of the game was. No, 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 no. Um, in the second intermission, because there were two, because it was a three-act fucking ballet. I don't remember the name of it. It wasn't Swan Lake, but it was something real shitty. Which, by the way, I was being elbowed continuously even though I wasn't falling asleep. In the second intermission, which is when I wanted to leave, there's a guy who has a little transistor radio. Kids, a transistor radio is how we would hear the ball games back in the olden times. It's about as big as your, it's thicker than your cell phone. And I hear him turn to a guy and says, Joe Carter just hit a walk-off home run. And I hear walk-off home run and World Series together, knowing it's only happened a few times. And once again, due to my bad decision-making during the course of the year, I missed it. I got home, my dad was like, oh my God, you missed the greatest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> and he had sport, he recorded Sports Center. He recorded it. Oh, you got to see this. Oh, Jesus. And it was Mitch Williams who dad and I saw when he was a Ranger coming up. And I liked that Phillies team. Oh, that Phillies team was so... John Crook, Darren Dalton, Lenny Dykstra. I loved Lenny Dykstra. Oh, that was a team. And then Joe Carter. Joe fucking Carter. Hits a walk-off home run to win the World Series, and I miss it. Gee. Church camp and ballet. Ah! (laughs) Now I've got that childhood trauma out of the way. We can continue. Oh, where do I start? Well, we got to start with this. Yeah, Mitch Williams would walk the bases loaded and strike the side out. We saw that happen. You can buy a a Dykstra (laughs) Hustler Hollywood. Um, all right. <clears throat> the Secret Service will be briefing Congress on the White House cocaine scandal in which the culprit <laughs> has not been caught in nine days. The Secret Service will brief Congress on the cocaine found in the White House Thursday uh, as part of a House oversight panel. This is costing thousands of dollars, by the way. Um, (sighs) 
Are they going to have to resurrect the ghost of Sherlock Holmes? And, and, and Dr. Watson, of course. Hey, blimey, Watson, we have a case in front of us. Hey, when is that, Doctor? Oh, blimey, you're the doctor. I'm just Sherlock Holmes. Uh, it seems that there's been some cocaine found in the residence of the president. Hey, blimey, we should look into that. And then Sherlock Holmes can go, oh, it's elementary, my dear Watson. You see, the president's son is what they call a crack addict. Crack is when they take the wonderful elixir of cocaine and mix it with all sorts of wonderful chemicals, bake it, and then make it into rock form in which they ingest it by smoking. <sighs> oh, don't they know smoking is bad for you, Sherlock? Blimey, that's not what we're talking about here, Watson. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> this is this is the most cut and dry case I've ever seen. There is only one case I've ever heard about that is more obtuse than this. There was a boxer. His name was Leon Spinks. Leon Spinks, if, if you know boxing, you remember the Spinks brothers. Michael was a better fighter, but Leon was tough. And they came from the mean streets of East St. Louis, Illinois, a very, very rough and tumble town. It's quite dark there 24 hours a day if you're picking up what I'm putting down. So, one night outside of a White Castle burger stand in East St. Louis, Illinois, the police roll up on Leon. Leon, who was wearing a hat, kind of like, I believe it was kind of like, a, not really like a pimp hat, but kind of like, you know, a paperboy hat, whatever. And the police watched him take his hat off and throw it across the parking lot. Well, one of the police went over and picked up his hat. Said, oh boy, look at what I found in here. A whole lot of cocaine. And Leon Spink says, that's not my hat. In which the police, and, and there were no police cameras back then, so we didn't get to see it. But the story goes as to this. The police walk the hat over to Leon. He says, that's not my hat. And in the hat, it says, property of Leon Spinks. Leon was arrested and did spend some time in jail on that. Fred! My opinion's the only one that counts. He says, good morning, y'all. Happy... Pump day! There you go. So... Far be it for me to accuse Hunter Biden of, of, I don't know, uh, of having cocaine in the, in the White House. But I, I'm going to accuse him of having cocaine in the White House, allegedly. 
it, if it walks like a duck and if it, it, it quacks like a duck, it's a duck, okay? If there's cocaine in a secure location of the White House where family members can go, Isn't it pretty easy? I mean, I, I understand that we want to blame the working class. By the way, working class, all you construction workers out there, remember, they're blaming you for the cocaine. As if you would ever lose cocaine. You work hard for your money. You know where your cocaine is at all times. It's, you know what it is? It, it, it's the, it's the over-the-top. Just a gratuitous cocaine addict who doesn't know where all their cocaine is. And do we know one of those people? Maybe somebody who goes on national television and talks about smoking more Parmesan cheese, thinking it's crack cocaine than anybody else in the world. I mean, I, mean, I, I, I just say it. I just say it. Simple drug test solves the problem. Oh, y- you know, Trash Panda, that's being far too logical. That's being far too See, we, we can't be logical with this because th- there, there are a lot of uh, logical ways that we can prove this is his. Like on video, when he's probably doing lines somewhere in there. And by the way, if it's not Hunter's, why don't you come out and just say it's not Hunter's in, instead of refusing to answer the questions? Why not come out and say, of course not, that, that that's not Hunter's cocaine. He has cleaned up his act. He is on the road to recovery. Why haven't we heard that? I have to ask this question because I spend a lot of time on this story because I think this story is hilarious. But what are we supposed to be watching? Are we supposed to be watching what's happening right now in at the NATO summit? Is that what we're supposed to be watching? But nobody's paying attention to that because everybody's sick of the whole Ukraine thing. Well, guess what? Now I'm paying attention. Ukraine President Zelensky is outraged that Joe Biden rejected Ukraine's NATO membership. Well, uh, I mean, I... Uh, surprise, surprise, surprise. <clears throat> now, isn't that weird? Isn't that weird? He is now expected to travel to NATO's two-day summit, which was being hosted in Lithuania. This is what he tweeted out. We value our allies, we value our shared security, and we always appreciate an open conversation. Ukraine will be represented at NATO summit in Venice because it's about respect. But Ukraine also deserves respect. Now on the way to Vanilius, we receive signals that... Hold on a second. Uh, uh, That certain wording is being discussed without Ukraine, and I know to like to emphasize the wording about the invitation to become a NATO member, not about Ukraine's membership. Uncertainty is weakness, and I will openly discuss this at the summit. Well, who didn't see that one coming? Hmm? 
So because we're following NATO's rules, which are a country cannot be admitted into NATO if they have an ongoing skirmish happening. But that, that, that's the layman's terms for it. In which I said, well, why, don't, why doesn't NATO offer up in some sort of amendment that will stop these dictators and things from doing that? Now, I know that if they were and then we were to sign Ukraine in and now NATO is a part of it, we know that China would then go and invade Taiwan, and we'd, we would st- this is the beginnings of a massive, massive undertaking. Dare I say it, World War III? I don't want to scare anybody. But wasn't it, <clears throat> wasn't it Donald Trump that was going to take us into World War III? Weren't we all terrified that he had the the codes? Who do you worry more about having the codes now? Joe Biden? Or Donald Trump? I don't know how far. And I know this is big conspiracy theory here. but, But hear me out. Let's have some fun, shall we? How far is Joe willing to go to protect his family? Is he willing to go far enough that an actual war starts to where we're not paying attention to his family? I don't know the answer. I wish I did. I really do wish I, I, I wish I knew the answer to that question because it's a fascinating question, if I do say so myself. Yes, I am one of the most humble people you will ever meet. How far? Because the other day when I heard him say it, I reached out to someone who's been following this uh, skirmish kerfluffle that's over in Ukraine. I'm getting better, but now all the phlegm is coming up, and it's fantastic. And they alerted me to the whole NATO rules and and how they welcome them in. And I'm just like, well, it doesn't make sense that then anybody who wants to maybe talk about becoming a member of NATO, all you got to do is invade them when they start talking about it, and then they can't become a member. Very, very interesting to watch. Very interesting to watch because if, if the things that we hear are true, let's, let, let's pretend that the things that we hear are true about the Biden family receiving at least $40 million from overseas interests on rulings in America. Let's say all the Hunter stuff is true. <clears throat> you, you charge them with treason, right? And, you know, something interesting happened last week. 
Um, last week was uh, Roscoe's birthday week, his first birthday, and you know we had people in from out of town. Somebody came in from out of town who was uh, not a Donald Trump fan whatsoever, and was asked the question if. <clears throat> You had to pick Donald Trump or Joe Biden. Who would you pick today? And she still picked Joe Biden. Now, I didn't go through the litany of charges that are against Joe Biden and all that kind of stuff. I asked her later, I said, is it that you just don't like him or you don't? And it's that what it is. It's this simple disliking of someone. You dislike somebody enough to put your country in jeopardy. Okay, that's some strong convictions there. I'm not going to judge you on it. You're the one who has to live with yourself. I don't like Donald Trump. I think he's an ass. I don't like Joe Biden. I think Joe Biden is a, a treasonous bastard. I think Joe Biden has sold this country out a thousand times over. And I think Joe Biden is ruthless enough to do whatever it takes to keep his family safe. And this isn't a keep your family safe from invaders in the woods. This is to keep your family safe from them having to pay the price for what they've done to society. There's a whole different thing there. Like, you got a bear charging you and your family, you're going to protect your family. This would be like if your family went and attacked a bear and you're going to say, oh, no, you're not going to take, no, your family attacked them. Your family fucked up. Very, very interesting to watch. I hope I don't have to play certain sound effects when all that comes out. Now, there's this movie that's out right now. Was it The Sound of Freedom? Um, it was produced by Mel Gibson. It's about the human trafficking that's happening in America. And it's making money and all sorts of stuff is happening with it. And, and I'm, I'm almost intrigued enough to watch it, but I'm probably not. Hey, cowboy. Hey, sassy Pammy. You're not just doing this to make your wife jealous, are you? Yep. Yep. Hope that you have a wonderful day today. But um, rock singer Jack White. A lot of people like Jack White. Eh, he's okay. Part of the White Stripes. Not really a huge fan. Eh. But he came out and said, Anybody who normalizes or treats this disgusting, fascist, racist, con man, disgusting piece of shit Trump with any level of respect is also disgusting in my book. Then he goes on to say, that's you, Joe Rogan, you, Mel Gibson, you, Mark Wahlberg, you, Guy Fieri. This is a statement from me and not a discussion debate, Jack White. Hmm. <sighs> Now, Jack White is guaranteed his thoughts and freedoms. 
How about if I say this about you, Jack White? Jack White, if you... Let's see. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, let me, let me. If you... Uh, anybody like you who normalizes or treats this disgusting, narcissistic... Oh, I'll say racist for Joe Biden. Con man. Treason guy. Disgusting piece of shit Biden with any level of respect is also disgusting in my book. That means you, Jack White, you, Oprah Winfrey. How does that play? Is it okay that I say that? Can I say that you're disgusting because you hate America? Hey, Jack White. I hate Guy Fieri already. I can't stand Guy Fieri already, so I'll go ahead and take him on the list. I like Mel Gibson. I like Joe Rogan. Mark Wahlberg, he's not a bad dude. I, I, I like him. He seems like he's a good Christian fellow who likes to take care of his family, likes to pray a lot and work out. I got no problem with that. You, though, Jack White, you are a piece of shit because you hate America. How's that sound? You hate it. I don't care that you're from Detroit. What the fuck does that mean? You love America more than anybody because you're from Detroit? I got a big old hunk of ass that you can eat instead of that. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, okay, the producer sounds afraid. I really don't care. Uh, typical leftist, you get to hear my opinion shoved down your throat, but your opinions and facts to prove me wrong don't matter. Jack, stick to remembering what good songwriting is about. Your last solo album, uh, Esphobia, sucked out loud because it was just riffs slapped together with sound effects to fill in holes. I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired of this mentality that, oh, well, look at this. We're going to say that disgusting human beings. Why? Because they support a guy and they support an idea? had an interesting conversation with the Spawn this morning. Uh, it seems that she's in some stupid mommies group on Facebook. And there's some weird discussion about bathing with your children and if it's pornographic or if it's okay. And the, the, it's funny because words matter. And I try to keep telling y'all words matter because they do. Because you see... She had her opinion, and she voiced her opinion that she was okay with certain people washing the baby, whether it be a grandmother, a mother, a father, up to 15 months old. They can shower with them, whatever, okay? She thought it was okay, but then the group attacked because it's not a discussion. See, a discussion involves talking. A discussion means there's probably differing points of view at some point. You know what? Absolutely. Let's see. Let, let, let's see. Um, let's Google this. Definition of this of discussion. Uh, the action or process of talking about something in order to reach a decision or exchange ideas. To exchange ideas. Hmm. <clears throat> That's what a discussion is. And you're in a discussion group. But when one group decides and the leader of that group decides to shout you down, it's no longer a discussion group. It is now a lecture panel. 
to where one speaker gets to say everything, and that's the end. Um, what's funny is he calls Trump a fascist, and he's close to a statement with, not open for debate or discussion, which, of course, is the typical strategy of, wait for it, drum roll, a fascist. Yes, yes, indeed. But I find this to be the most amazing part, and it really does happen more now on the left. I'll, I, I'll live by it. I'm not saying the right doesn't do this, because of course they do, but they don't do it as blatantly and as obviously as the left when it comes down to shutting down discussions. It is their way or the highway. And I'm going to tell you this election in 2024 next year... I've told you this before, and I told you it will change every single time. The election of 2024 is more important than ever before. Bam! That's rhyming, baby! This will be the most important election in American history. Because... We're not going to get a candidate that is going to bring us together whatsoever. We're not. Get ready for another four years of butting heads. Shutting down discussions from the left is what's driving old guard liberal gatekeepers like Bill Maher away from the party. Exactly. Exactly. But the election in 2024 and... As soon as the Iowa caucuses happen, that's when I'm going to start really paying attention. Still a little early. But um, neither side is going to bring us together. I think we're at least four to eight years away from that. We, we, we need, and here's the bad part. We need a really bad catastrophe to happen. I'm talking the level of, and and I hate to put it this way, because let's let's be honest, neither neither party wants to bring the sides together. Nobody in either party wants to bring the sides together. The right wants their way, the left wants their way. Nobody crosses the aisle anymore because it's a sign of weakness, which is stupid. We all know what's best for America. And it's right down the middle. It's like drinking. It's like eating fast food. If you do it, if you don't overdo it, you're going to be fine. Have limits. But it's their way or no way. Because their parties are more important than the country. I I would challenge any sitting congressman, anybody that's been in office, I would challenge them to that statement. And they know that I'm right. There might be a few that are new that maybe do want to bring it over and work with the other side, maybe. But they don't have any pull yet. They don't have any power. 
And the only way to get pull and power in Washington is to go along with your party. If you want to get on the right committees, if you want to get on the right panels, if you want to get on the right subcommittees, you have to play the game. And the game sucks. The game is rigged. The game is bullshit. The game isn't for America. It's for people who want more power. That is what Washington, D.C. has completely turned into. It's not about money. I've been thinking a lot about this. If you have a lot of money, you can get power. But if you have a lot of power, money's secondary. You will get money if you have power. No matter what, if you have money, it doesn't necessarily mean you will get power. And that's what all these people want is power. They want people to owe them something. And they think we, the American people, owe them something for being there. We don't owe them shit. We're giving them great jobs. We give their families a lifestyle that they can never, ever fucking duplicate anywhere else. We give them the best health care known to mankind while we struggle for it. That's what we give them by giving them a vote. And yet they're better than us and they don't have time for us. Yet we are their bosses. They're the most insubordinate pieces of shit I've ever seen in my life, and I'd like to fire every single one of them and start over. But mark my words, for this country to come together again, this will be a need to be a catastrophe on the level of 9-11, if not bigger. Ogre says, why cross the aisle when you work together anymore? It angers your base of tribal morons and the donors. So some other power-hungry, exactly, will challenge their supposed political integrity. It's more of a power chase than doing what's right or voting uh, conscience. Both sides are so stuck in in this gear, the total collapse will fix it. Drain the swamp is just a rallying call for naive fools who think Trump and his minions aren't doing the exact same thing. Fuck, he funded the swamp well before the president when he was a rich, loudmouth developer. Yes! Swoosh is in the house. <laughs> Says, morning ass family cleaning up the patio so the protesters can come and complain at the water district. Uh, they are losing a groundwater well, and we're going to have to buy a full price water now. Poor farmers not getting a break. Of course not. Why would farmers get a break in this country? We've turned our back on pretty much every industry that has made this country great. I've already discussed tobacco. Let's talk about farmers. Let's talk about what they've done to farmers in this country. They put so many restrictions on farmers in this country. The farmers hardly make any, they they didn't make a lot of money before, but they really don't make a lot of money now. And farmers are ones that do all the work. 
Uh, Adam J says World War III is 30 years overdue, and we actually need it desperately. Nationalism, population control, I'm rooting for it. Something's got to happen. Or this great project that we call America will fold. I mean, look, I'm going to move on. That's my that's my that's my American rant of the day today, um, but wait till you hear these others. I, I mean, there's a bill in California right now that judges consider uh, convicted criminals' race in sentencing to rectify racial bias if ba- passed into law. The bill would add a section to the Penal Code of California regarding race. A bill that's being backed by Democrats, of course, could require judges to take race into account. Uh, Farmers in bad crop years, they get subsidies to make up for their losses. In bumper crop years, they get subsidies because the abundant supply lowers the price and they need to make up for losses. What a wonderful cycle of rigged financial ineptitude and waste. Bill 852 says the intent of legislators to rectify the racial basis that has historically premeditated our criminal justice system as documented by the California Task Force to study and develop reparations proposal for African Americans. It's the only noise I feel like I can make. Of course, the reparations proposal for African-Americans wants you to consider race. I'm here to tell you the reason why there are so many. There's two reasons. There's two reasons. Two. Number one, you're going to think is a racist as hell reason. And number two, you're going to go, yeah. Number one is because black people commit crimes. The end. I'm sorry. White people commit crimes, too, and they get arrested. But see, that's where number two comes in. And number two is if you can afford a good counsel, nine times out of ten, you can probably avoid some jail time. Why? Because jails are overpacked. If you get some shitty, awful, um lawyer provided by the courts, they aren't going to work for you. They aren't working your case. They have 30 cases they have to see. They're going to plea you down and give you uh, as much and little jail time as they possibly can. Why? Because it's a file on their desk. They need to move on. Ogre says, I'm in full support of reparations for any black person who was a slave. Well, wait a minute. They're all dead. Yeah, that's the weird part. And by the way, what does this have to do with reparations? Well, you're white, so we're going to sentence you to more time in jail now. Oh, you're a black man? Well, guess what? You get to walk home. No, you see, you see, hey, dummies, this is the part that I have the biggest problem with is that I am smarter than all these lawyers. 
And it's very, very simple. Do you know what is in every courthouse in America? Every single courthouse in America. American flag, picture of the president, hard, uncomfortable seats, judges, bailiffs, metal detectors. Okay. There's also a seal for justice. (coughs) And you see, justice is a woman. And she's holding a scale. And that's the weight of guilty versus innocent. And here's a key feature to that sculpture. This is, this is, this is the, the, the most key feature that you can have on there. She's blindfolded. Justice can't see what color you are, you dumb fucks. You're asking to change the judicial system. I was going to say a bag of Coke in every courthouse, but that's just a bag in every commander-in-chief's residence. Yes. <laughs> Douglas! Screw your freedom. Yeah. This is happy. Pump day! Ass family. Good morning, Douglas. Nice to see you on here, buddy. Uh, oh, wow. Look at that. Oh, everybody's joining in. Um, hey! Round here, we speak American, okay, but Maid says, good morning, ass, and AIG, so yesterday was 7-Eleven Day, got me a free Slurpee, and they had a new flavor, Dr. Pepper, it was great. I'm not a big fan, but okay. Uh, also, I know they aren't uh, are real, but I don't remember ever seeing black farmers in California. Went to a lot of farms and farm markers, but never saw black people there. Okay. Uh, but women hold grudges, too. Yes, Kale, they do. Uh, nowadays, there's also a rainbow progress flag, yeah. Well, the frickin' duh! Straight Fire says, good morning, ass. Sorry I'm late again. I'm interviewing from promotion at work, so I have to act like I care and not have headphones on in the morning. I, I totally understand. Good luck with that. Good vibes going your way. By the way, um, real quick, uh, she's she's recovering from what I understand. Um, but ask family member Ruby, who's co-hosted the show a few times, brought me a peanut butter and pickle sandwich when I did the marathon show. Um, her sister uh, has some health issues, and she had a big surgery yesterday, um, big heart surgery. Um, and if you could send good vibes her way, that would mean the world to me. I, I, I sent good vibes her way uh, yesterday. I talked to my dad. And it seems that, that her sister did well in surgery, made it out, and is uh, on the, the path to recovery. But please send good vibes uh, to Ruby and her sister. Uh, what is this? that When ECW invaded WWE? No shit, right? Oh, boy, that was a good episode. Uh, as many vibes as I can generate possibly headed in your way. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate that. I was talking to a friend about the progress flag, and she was saying it represents everyone because it has white, black, brown, blah, blah, blah. The flag doesn't represent me. It's a symbol of so, shows social rot, societal rot. Wish me luck. I'm in Chicago, and I'm a white. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Kale, if you're in Chicago, stay out of the south side and go to Weber Grill. 
If you're special kale, go to Weber Grill. Get a hamburger at Weber Grill. It will be the greatest hamburger of your life. I promise. Um, there you go. Thank you, Cowboys girl. Um, speaking of Chicago, uh, a Chicago suburb has become the first to start making $25,000 reparation payouts. The city of Evanston has already paid 16 people from a $10 million package. The reparations committee by expects by the end of the year to have paid $25,000 to each of the 140 qualifying residents of the city. Now, what will happen? Hmm. Let's see. I'm going to say that those 145 that qualified to get $25,000, I'm going to say at least 30 to 50% of them get robbed. I'm just saying. In a town of 75,000, only 140 people got reparations. Oh, (laughs) that's way below the numbers. Ogre says, Kale, buy a pair of shoes for your wife at Gary's Fine Shoes. It's in a mall, but the guy working there is a real jerk. (laughs) Hashtag married with children. The liquor stores in the area have incurred a windfall. Fucking every cell phone bill has been paid down. They have to be at least 72 years old to qualify? That's fucking genius. Okay, but they they say here that those qualifying had to be 18 living in the city between 1919 and 1969. Uh, There's nobody at least 18. There's not an 18-year-old that lived there in 1969. Jesus Christ, that's fucking terrible. Don't say that it's at least 18. So let's say that you were born there in 1968 and you lived there for two years, 68 and 69, and you get reparations? That's fucking awesome. Yeah, they, and now they're old people. Yeah, the old people. There's going to be so much elder abuse in Evanston, Illinois. Mark my words. Oh, I can't wait until that one comes true. You know, you know what? I, you know, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait because I already know in about three weeks I'm going to have story after story of Evanston, Illinois, and their abuse of senior citizens, and it all comes down to reparations. And I will say... Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. Yes! Everyone can eat shit! A big bag of shit! <laughs> I'm the greatest man! In the world! I don't want to say I told you so. I don't want to blow our own horn, but toot, toot. Say my name. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. I mean, I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. I am the chosen one. Doing his little shimmy, it makes the women here in Cleveland puke. Yeah, well, fuck the women in Cleveland. Yeah, Remy, I get it. They had to be 18 in 1969. That's fucking hysterical. Oh, they had to be 18 in 1969, so they couldn't be born in 1968. They had to be at least 18? Jesus Christ.
Well, there are no more elderly living. The 140 elderly people that lived in Evanston, Illinois, all dead. Oh, my God. That's just too fucking much right there. Um, I don't know if anybody got to see this yesterday. This will be the last story because we got to get the listener mail. Um, A woman was rescued by Las Vegas SWAT team after being taken by a crazed man in Caesars. What's going on in Vegas right now? Wait, there is something weird happening in Las Vegas. I took a dump at work. I pooped on the company line. I took a dump at work. I do it all the time. The boss man takes my freedom and creativity. The least he can do is when I poo. Alicia says, morning ass family slept in a bit. Sad to leave Yosemite, but so glad to be back to normal again, too. Well, very good. They can use the money to raise the grandkids that are forced to live with them. Yeah, no shit. So yesterday, I asked what's going on in Vegas because we had that gigantic brawl between those two gals in Vegas. There's video all over the Internet of some streaker who ran into a hotel in Vegas and was on the tables and things like that. And then this happens. That some guy took a hostage in a hotel room. He was armed, and he started throwing shit out the window. He threw, like, the bedside dresser outside the window. Police tried to make contact with the occupants of the room. Uh, The man refused to open the door and said he was armed. Um, SWAT stormed the room, rescued the gal. Um, this was after a report of domestic violence yesterday morning at 9.15. Guy ain't wearing no pants either, and he's yelling at people while he's throwing shit out. Oh, there goes the flat screen TV. Hold on. Well, we got video. Hold on. I got to share this video with you. Here's an easy cheat code. Get crazy fast internet that's only going to get faster. Yeah, shut up, Get kid. internet for just $35 a month yeah, for two shut years up, with no annual contract well, on the next a, generation no, Xfinity shut, 10G no, network. You don't get Click. no here where Xfinity, what? Warning. Viewers might find upsetting. He's about 12, 13 floors up. There goes the TV. The TV. No, the TV. There's a bedside dresser. He's, he's just throwing t- trying to prevent a suicide probably. Oh wait, wait, wait. He Look, he's there. He's gonna fucking jump. Oh. Look, right I ain't there. got no See? damn pants on. Oh, you hear the helicopter? Oh, there he is. He he's yelling shit. Scary. Hey girl. <laughs> oh goddamn boy, that TV. Is that the mattress? What is that? Dude, I don't know, oh, dude. Desk. Oh, there he goes again. I wish he would get like going too fast. Well, there it is. Well, there's a there's a picture that came out. Oh man, he is destroying that room. Wow, that's crazy. All this shit's happening in Vegas. You used to not fuck around in Vegas. You go to Vegas and fuck around. One of them guys with them crooked noses will come over to you and whoop your ass, break your kneecaps. Ain't y'all ever seen casino? Ain't y'all ever seen Goodfellas? I know that's probably not the modern day Vegas, but that's my Vegas, damn it. 
All right, phone number is 775-357-FANS, arnieradio1 at gmail.com. You can uh, hit me up on Mixler. Listener mail, you still got a little bit of time to get one in now. Standing down on Main Street across from Mr. Blues My faded leather jacket, my weathered brogan shoes A chill north wind was blowing, but the spring was coming on Cause I wanted to myself just how long I had been gone So I strolled across old Main Street, walked down a flight of stairs Stepped into the hall and saw all my friends were there A neon sign was flashing, welcome, come on in so good, feeling good again. My favorite band was playing an oldest reading song. When they sang the chorus, everybody sang along. Dan and Margarita were swaying side by side. I heard they were divorcing, but I guess they let it slide. And I wished I had some money with which to buy around I wish to cash my paycheck before I came to town But I reached into my pocket, found three twenties and a ten It feels so good, feeling good again Touch 
Let's try. 
There's a trembling question Still I am sure That the answer's Answer's gonna come Somehow Out there in the dark There's a beckoning candle yeah. And while I can think While I can talk While I can stand While I can walk While I can dream Oh please let my dream Come true I just mean he could stand to hit the treadmill every once in a while. All Jesus, right. man, you ever hear of a salad? No. No? No. All right. The Arnie State Show. Call Woo! 775-357-FANS or 775-376-EZEZ. Oh, looky there, looky there. We're on Facebook Live. That's right. If you're on your computers, go over to Facebook, go to the Arnie State Show page, and I am live and in color. Got a big old Harry Carey t-shirt on right now. In reference to last night's All-Star Game. Hope everybody's having a good morning. Uh, MJ says, what is this track? Love it. That's the track, If I Can Dream. That was Elvis's um, kind of civil rights type song that he wanted to put out. So, uh, yeah, I do love that song as well. Straight Fire says, God dang, Elvis rules. Yes, Elvis does rule. Now, uh, it is time. For Listener Mail, and Listener Mail is brought to us each and every week by our dear friends at JS Floors, the best flooring store in the West. Let me tell you about the rest, my friends. Oh, They like to show up at your house for a free estimate, and when they do so, they steal your valuables so they can then pawn them and sell your valuables so they can afford to get chickens transition surgery to become turkeys. So then senior citizens can be filmed having sex with those turkeys, all for the delight of some shittistan princes? It's disgusting. My friend Jesse at JS Force doesn't have time for that. Not at all. No, he's worried about putting in good floors at your house. So give him a call at 775-267-4123. My God, and save some of these. Uh, Jake Mitchoff is watching. Trent's watching. Uh, Cowboys Girl says, I don't see you live. Well, I am live. There are people watching. So uh, I will continue to keep going. I don't know why. I just picked my nose on camera, too. So there you go. Um, it is time, and, and our first uh, our first one needs some help. So uh, wait, we got a couple songs. Uh, the first song we're going to do today is, uh, once again, in tribute to last night's All-Star Game. One of my favorites here. It is time to ask Arnie. You should go write him now. 
He used to be on another show. Without him, well, it really does blow. So just ask, ask, ask him right now. Cause if you don't, it's a shame. So you go now, right to him now before he fucks a cow. There you go. See, we got more people watching now. Donald's watching. Nicole, uh, I see you. Good, good, good. Uh, now, now, I would be remiss if I didn't do, I, I'm being filmed, so this will be the one time it's on video. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you one of the greatest Ask Arnie pages of all time. Are you on the show page or are you on my page? Because this is on the Arnie State show page, not the super fans. <clears throat> Here we go. Got some problems. I can help you. Don't you worry. I'm a trained professional. We've all been there. Time after time, now you gotta ask, so I can't help you out. Ask me now, ask me now, before I fuck a cow. You know I'll do it, because I've done it, fucking a cow, fucking a cow. gutter you sure miss me that is fucking obvious fat and fatter is what you've become don't you really miss me when bonus checks come out ask me now ask me now I have found another The radio reminds me that I'm in the right place. Driving down the road, you get to hear me say words like shit and fuck, cock and cunt. Ask me now, ask me now, I am fucking a cow. I told you I'd do it. I've done it. I'm fucking a cow. Fucking a cow. Ask me now. Ask me now. She turned into a sow. I'm not stopping till I'm popping. Fucking a cow. Fucking a cow. Fucking a cow. 
man, that was fun. Now you have video of it. There you go. All with a dip in my mouth, as you can see. Um, by the way, this is ArnieRadio.com. If you're watching this right now, please tune over to that, uh, and you can hear the li- rest of listener mail there. If you're not a member, it's easy, $2.99 a month. Check it out. Adios, everybody, there. All right, there you go. Done with that. Okay. Just give just give a little bit. That's all. Uh, no, I don't want to. Not creating a reel there. Okay, stop that. Okay, we can stop that. All right, no more songs. Here we go. Listener mail. Um, here we go. Oh, what a beautiful yep. morning. Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? All right, this one is from, let's see, let's get to the mail. It's from Kevin. It says, Dear Arnie, what would you do in this situation? The woman I've been seeing for the last six months all of a sudden has changed and doesn't call that much anymore. And she seems to be very, very busy. Now, I know her boss, and I know she's not been working more. What should I do? Well. Uh, well, that was fu- that fucking kicks ass, Arnie. I haven't seen you since the radio uh, show. Didn't know I could do that because I don't have Facebook. Well, there you go. Uh, Reno. Um, oh, Kevin. Kevin, 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 Kevin. Now, let me read this again. Yeah, Braddy Kid says leave her. Uh, I, I, I think the leaving's been done already. I, I doesn't say how old Kevin is. But uh, the woman I've been seeing for the last six months all of a sudden has changed, and she doesn't call that much anymore. Well, that's because she has found a bigger swinging dick. I hate to be an asshole. She doesn't call much anymore, and she seems very, very busy. Those are what are called gentle hints, Kevin. Kevin, it's time for you to move on. Yes, leave her, Kevin. Say, you know what? I'm not going to call you anymore, and that'll show her. Sassy Pammy says, leave her the F alone. Colin says, I have an idea. Talk to her. Well, it doesn't seem like that she's talking to him there, Colin. She doesn't want to hang out, and she's very busy. That's what's called the proverbial cold shoulder. She's moved on, Kev. I'm not trying to be a dick here to you. I'm not. I'm trying to save you some heartache here. Maybe that six months was great, and it was hot and heavy, and you thought, oh, man, this is the gal. Maybe you're a young fellow, and this has never happened to you before. But usually a big about face like that, that's not a good sign. That is a bad, bad sign. You see, you, Kevin, are now the clingy one. Oh, I said it. I said I said it. I don't have time to get the damn sound effects. Um, yeah, she's moved on. I'm sorry to say it to you, Kevin. Hopefully it's not with any of your friends. Hopefully it's not with, you know, anybody you know. But, yeah, she's, she's moved on, Kev. Um, and there ain't nothing you can do about it except move on. Just, just chalk it up to experience. It's life, buddy. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. You know I do not like giving bad news to people. 
Actually, that's not true. I actually kind of enjoy that because I get to see the reaction first. But, uh, see, since I don't get to see his reaction, I really don't enjoy delivering the bad news. See how that works? I get something out of it. That's the best part. So I don't like delivering bad news over the phone because I'm not there to enjoy the deliciousness. He turned her into being a trans. Maybe. I, I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not going to go quite down that road yet, Ogre. But maybe that could have happened. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? This is from Susan. It says, Arnie. Hey, last week out of nowhere, I was offered a great new job, which doesn't pay as much as my old one does. Um, and... I do like my old job, but the benefits are incredible along with less hours at the new job. What would you do? Hmm. Arnie, try some happy music. You'll enjoy it more. See, see, here's the thing, Straight Fire. I don't necessarily need the happy music because it's not happening to me. See, there are always two caveats. You listen to the happy music, and you remember it's not happening to you. So in that moment where I get to deliver the bad news to someone face-to-face, I get to enjoy it without the music because I already know it's not happening to me. Back to Susan's letter. Um, you, you like your, your old job. Th- this, is, this is a tough one because the grass is not always greener on the other side. It's not. Sometimes it is, and it depends how long have you been working at your current job. Have you been there for a long time? Have you built up some, 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 senior, some, some seniority? God, talking with dentures is tough. Um, I would say this is a tough one. You're not going to get paid as much. You work less hours, and you have incredible benefits. This is where I always ask you the question, what's the most important thing to you? Are benefits the most important thing to you? If benefits are the most important thing to you in this whole endeavor, then I would say look more into the new job. If you like the stability of your old job and it pays you more and the benefits aren't quite as good, What's wrong with your old job? Straight Fire says the most important thing is this cheddar. Show me the money, bitch. Yeah, I mean, you're making more money at your old job, but is that not important to you? Is the money aspect not that important to you? If so, bravo for you to be able to say that, because a lot of people can't say that. If it is benefits, then it sounds like this other job's not too shabby. But when I hear things like less hours, that means means they have a big staff, means you might get lost in the shuffle, which means when they downsize. See, here's another thing. A lot of those places like that, they offer you these great benefits and jump there, and then the benefits start to clog them down, and then they have to downsize, and usually they downsize by the newest people that work there. So now you get downsized. And you ain't even got your old job. 
I can't make the decision for you. If it was me, I'd stay at my old job. Tell you the truth. I would stay at my old job. I, I, I like stability there. That, that, that's the thing that, that's the most important to me is the stability. Hope that helped you. If not, well, you can sue Get somebody else. Get that sandwich else. out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. It's here. Listen up. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, I was just wondering how much longer is all this trans shit going on? As a woman, I am sick and tired of these psychos claiming to be what I am and getting more rights than I have as an actual fucking woman. Well, Michelle, I asked yesterday, is it coming up in here? Uh, No, that ain't it. That ain't it. No, that ain't it. That ain't it. Uh, Okay, this is the one. Um, This whole Dylan Mulvaney thing. This whole Dylan Mulvaney situation. Um, By the way, uh, uh, let me go to Dylan Mulvaney. Um, She's, or it, is so upset that they they have fled to Peru because they no longer feel safe in the U.S. after the Bud Light fiasco. She frolics with a llama and hires a shaman. She. He, whatever it is. Companies have no loyalties to their employees, and if you die, you're replaced in a week or two. Go with the most money that you can and retire as soon as possible. Great point. Nowadays, it's actually not the newest people who get axed. It's the ones who cost the most. Very true. And paying benefits who gets axed because some younger, cheaper employee can do the same thing. Yep. Stay where you're making the money. Um. I've I've asked what's the end game for this Dylan Mulvaney because this transgender thing is the the latest smokescreen that we're supposed to pay attention to because we're not supposed to pay attention to something else. I don't know what rights people have lost in this whole it, 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 and honestly if anybody can tell me, I'd, I'd love to have a conversation with what rights the trans people have lost with these states changing laws of anti-groomers and things like that. I'd like to know what what rights you've actually lost because that's what I keep hearing is that you're taking our rights away from us. I'd like to know which of those rights. Because happiness is not a right. The pursuit of happiness is a right. That means you can go for your happiness, but happiness is not guaranteed to you. It's genius how it's written. MJ says, not going anywhere. The gay thing has been going on longer than I've been alive, and I used to ask the same thing. World War III, baby, we need it. It's not the gay thing, Adam J. <clears throat> because you're right. Gays have been around us forever. And I think the entire gay community has been infiltrated by this trans movement, this new cool thing. The... To me, and, and, and I know that I'm going to get criticized probably for this if it ever gets out, and I hope it does because then I'll go national and then Spotify will pay me all the millions of dollars they wanted to pay Meghan Markle because I actually do produce content. But that's a whole different story. Um, this is nothing more than body dysmorphia. It's a disease that a lot of people have. Body dysmorphia. And, and it happens with like bodybuilders. 
Bodybuilders think that they're fat when you look at them and they've got like 3% body fat. They can see they're fat. That's body dysmorphia. And it goes on to people who tattoo their bodies all the way up 100%. The people that split their tongues, the people that put horns in their head, the people that tattoo their eye, the, the whites of their eyes, different colors. It's all a part of body dysmorphia. Now, I'm not saying all tattoos are that way. I'm just saying uh, th- these people that they, they go, there's some story about a guy who spent like $100,000 to tattoo his entire body. Good for you. Um, I look at tattoos as art I can take with me. These are all one-of-a-kind art pieces that I get to take with me uh, when I die. To me, the trans movement is nothing more than the next level of that. I mean, you got people getting face tattoos, and now you got horns being stuck in your head and all this kind of shit. And what's another way to do that? Let's cut off body parts. Let's be things that we aren't. Because men, you'll never be women, and women, you'll never be men. The end. It doesn't get any easier than that. I mean, Mr. Rogers told us, Only girls can grow up to be the mummies. Only boys can grow up to be the daddies. Rights. The rights that y'all don't have until about four or five years ago out of nowhere because of virtue signaling, guilt, and vote pandering. Yep. The gays have been shoving it down our throats as long as I can recall. (laughs) I was raised near San Francisco. It wasn't global when I was a kid. No, it wasn't. I've had it my entire life. When I look in the mirror, I see Jabba the Hutt. See? No, and it's one of those things that people have. And it's a real it's a real mental illness. And I'm not calling you mentally ill, Pam. You know, you know what I mean. It's like when I talk about alcoholism. I do believe that alcoholism is a disease. It's a mental illness. All sorts of addictions are mental illnesses. Now, there's no medicine for it, and and this is why a lot of people will disagree with me, and and that's fine, and I'm okay with them disagreeing. They can have their beliefs. I have mine. I'm not going to try to change your mind. That's not my job. My job is to live my life, to entertain people, and I say things sometimes that are controversial that you might not agree with, and that's okay, and we can have a discussion about it. I'll love to have a discussion about it, But I'll tell you why I believe it's a mental disorder, and you can tell me why you don't think it is. Now, we probably won't agree on it, and we probably maybe butt heads on it, and that's okay. I, I still like you. I don't have a problem with your opinion. And you can't work out, Pam, because it's that's white supremacist. Yeah, hey, working out is being a white supremacist. Uh, let, let's remember, being in shape is being white supremacist. But the end game for this, this whole Dylan Mulvaney thing, I think Dylan Mulvaney will not be happy until they get their own movie. Mark my words, we're about a year or two away from the, the Dylan Mulvaney story. Starring, of course, Dylan Mulvaney. Now, will this be a, a theatrical release? Fuck no. I mean, you know what? They'll probably make it that way to... to because they don't want to be called out. This is nothing more than a shitty Lifetime movie. That's what that's what this person wants. They want attention. That's what all these people want. They want attention. 
They weren't hugged enough as kids. Mommy and daddy were too busy working, trying to afford a boat, try to afford a better house than the Joneses down the street. I guess we all know where I am. Works out on vacation and goes on hikes afterwards. Yeah, that's a total mental illness. Um, the trans thing. You know, I look at it this way. I, I And I've done this before and I've talked about this. You remember when rap music first started? And all the white kids liked rap music. The run, and I'm talking about when it started, back in Run DMC time. The Fat Boys, Curtis Blow, Cool Mo D, Big Daddy Kane, Eric B and Rock M, early, early, early Public Enemy. This is years before NWA. And rap music came out, and everybody loved it. And then the Beastie Boys came out, and it was, like, accepted in the white world. And white kids started liking it. And then white kids started to dress like their favorite rappers. And you remember what everybody said? Oh, my God, the world is going black. My kids are turning black. Black is the new black. Remember that? And it lasted for a while. And then the gay thing hit. And everybody started to become gay. Gay was the new black. They had replaced the blacks of the cool, hip, in thing to be. And now it seems that gay has been replaced by trans. Um, The trans thing is going to go away because there's way too much pushback against there's never this much pushback against the black thing there's never this much real pushback there was a lot of pushback against the gay thing yes but not like this i mean we're we're at each other's throats over this so hopefully it doesn't last too much longer because i'm sick of these people like dylan mulvaney i don't feel good i don't feel comfortable in america by the way uh the company that dylan mulvaney bankrupted single-handedly, along with the uh, marketing director, Bud and Bud Light. Bud Light has received the Death Star notice at Costco. The Death Star notice is a little little thing that you see up in the right-hand corner, and uh, everything is priced at 97 meaning they could be taking it off of their shelves soon. Meaning that if you go to Costco, you might not be able to buy Bud Light because they can't sell it cheap enough. Bud Light, it's time to fall on the sword. I'm telling you right now, these commercials that you keep producing, the one with Travis Kelsey... The one with the moron burning his feet on the hot cement. The one with the gal eating watermelon as a tornado blows through town. They have gotten you no... Oh, oh, let's not forget the Clydesdale America one. They have not won you any support back. You're going to have to go on television 
during a major event. I, I don't know what the next one is. You had the All-Star game last night. Last night would have been a great night. Not that a lot of people watch the All-Star game, but you have to go on there and you have to apologize. And, and here's the thing. Uh, the trans community will be pissed off at you and the gay community. That's 10% of your market. I keep hearing reports, and I don't know if they're true. So if anybody has seen a story or, or knows if there's a true story out there, but from what I understand, and, and, and I've only seen a couple, and I, don't, I haven't taken the time to research them because it's, it's only going to be interesting if it is true, and that's why I don't want to research it because I don't think it is true. But from what I understand, Garth Brooks' residency in Vegas has been completely affected by him and his stance on Bud Light. Also, his bar in Nashville had a bad grand opening and isn't doing the business that they thought they were going to do. Am I surprised at this? Is this real? I, I mean, I'm not surprised at it at all. See, this is, and, and people need to know this about Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks was a marketing major at Oklahoma State University. And throughout his career, he made a lot of marketing decisions. And a lot of them were pretty good. Now, the Chris Gaines one was an absolute shit the bed one. But remember, he had a Greatest Hits album, and he only had it out for, like, six months, and then he stopped selling it. He doesn't have his music on, on any of the uh, – uh, he might have it on Spotify or something like that. I know it's not on Apple. At least it used to not be. Because he doesn't want to give anybody – it's his marketing plan. And he, he challenged he, – this whole idea, I think, of him saying the whole Bud Light thing, that he, you know, it, uh, you want to be an asshole, be an asshole somewhere else on, on, on uh, Broadway in Nashville. And the media, unfair to him completely. And I, and I told you, I, I read the real what he said. He did not call the people that were against Bud Light assholes. He said, if you want to act like an asshole, but the media portrayed it as the people that drink Bud Light are assholes, or you're an asshole if you don't like Bud Light. Totally unfair to him. Garth Brooks was going for that 10% extra niche of getting gays to go to his bar in Nashville. Gay people like to go on vacation. They like to spend money. Why not go to a gay-friendly bar in Nashville? I mean, it is the South, after all, and, oh, there are no gays in Nashville, which there are. I mean, Todd Crisley lived there, for God's sakes. He had that ugly-ass daughter. That's what turned him gay, probably. Pam, that was just for you. Um, but he, 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 he went out on a ledge, and, well, he fell. He, he gambled, and he failed. There is a ton of gays in the South. Look at the ones in Norman, Oklahoma. Amen. That entire state is built with them. Arkansas, you can't call them gay. You have to call them incestual. <laughs> now, that was funny, and you know it. Oh, here in Arkansas, we ain't gay. We just like to fuck our cousins and our brothers. 
and our sisters and our aunts. No, we don't go near mom. That's gross. Even Bubba had to get up after that joke. He's like, whoa, that was bad. Uh, all right, next mail here. So there you go. Uh, as far as how long it goes on, hell, I don't know how much longer this shit's going to go on. I'm ready for it to stop. I'm sick and tired of the stupidity. Edge, here. Listen up. It's time for mail call. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie, I was just wondering how. Oh, wait, I just read that one. Sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Didn't delete it. Uh, this one says, Arnie, you were so right about the Burt Kreischer movie. Boy, if you haven't seen the movie The Machine, don't. I really don't know if I can get past one as he puts out another comedy special. What should I do? That's from Mike. Well, first thing, Mike, is go back and watch one of his old ones. Don't watch The Machine. Watch another one of his comedy specials because you don't want to recall The Machine after seeing The Machine movie because it's so bad. It's so bad and Mark Hamill's in it. Why is Mark Hamill in it? I don't know. But it is terrible. And and here's the thing. Burt Kreischer doesn't care. He, he does not give a shit. They made a movie about his life. They, move, they made a movie about one of his bits in his stand-up show. Do you know that he is living the dream? That movie is going to lose so much money for the studio, and Burt Kreischer could care less. Well, he says, oh, no, I haven't seen it yet. It flopped. Oh, it flopped fatter than the fattest kid at summer camp. Oh, it was bad. It was hard to watch. Now, there are a couple of very funny parts in it because Burt Kreischer is an absolute comic genius. But don't hold that against him on his next special. I mean, he's still funny. Just the movie wasn't. The movie was terrible. So... Sorry about that, Mike. I, look, I wanted it to be better, too. I like him. I think he's a funny guy. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Not <laughs> it's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, I have to say that I love hearing all the days of your lives. This is why you've always been my favorite, because you don't hold back when talking about your struggles with alcohol, drugs, and even your suicide. You are one of the good ones. Keep it up. That's from Denise. Well... I got an update. Happened yesterday. Hold on, let me let, let, let me let me look out the window. Let me let me look out. Okay, there that car's gone. Okay, I don't know who's gone. Um. I'm just going to give you one quick thing from yesterday. <sighs> we were all in the kitchen area. It was me and Braddy Kid. We're in there, and then all of a sudden, Flav, or as we now refer to him as 2.0, comes out. <clears throat> I'm walking into the living room, and I said, Woo, all-star game tonight, 7 o'clock. Everything starts at 6. Woo! 
now Flav or 2.0 who's trying to become a baseball fan, very admirable, likes the Rangers, says a few Ranger hats, jersey. Um, <clears throat> he says, well, what time do we play tonight? I didn't know he had a mouse in his pocket, but uh, I, I said, well, it's, it, we're off tonight. Uh, this is the three worst days of the summer, including uh, Thursday, which is the worst day of the entire year, or today is the worst day of the year because there's no sports today. You have the SBs, but they don't really count. I said, yeah, we got the all-star game tonight and then nothing tomorrow. And, uh, and he stops and he goes. What's the all-star game? Now, once again, this was a moment that hit me in the gut. Just like when I was told race car driver. And I explained to him that it was the, the game of the best players of the first half of the season. They go out and they represent the American League and the National League. And this is the Midsummer Classic. Um, um, I, 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 what's the All-Star game? Hmm. I, I, I weep for America. So that, that's all I can say. I, I, I just weep for America. Uh, yes. Uh, yes, Cowboys. Girl. There, there, there's your update. There is your update. And thank you, Denise. Yeah, look, here's the thing. I, I, I try not to hold back anything from my life because if I can help people through my struggles, through my limitations, through things that, that have been hard for me, and I got through it. I know that anybody can get through it. I'm the biggest puss when it comes to hard work and shit like that. But if I can do the hard lifting and, and quit drinking and not do drugs and try to live a, a, a decent life to where I'm not killing people on the rampant for asking questions like, what's the all-star game? Then I, I think I'm doing pretty good. <clears throat> My seven-year-old... Uh, our daughter said, are we going to watch the All-Star game? I didn't know it was on. Wow. Came and, oh, came and said, are we going to watch the All-Star game? I didn't even know it was on. Yeah. yeah. What is the All-Stars? That one caught me off guard. That one rocked me a bit. Oof. But, yes, I'll always tell you about me and my, and my life. Unless people in my life tell me I can't talk about it, then I respect their privacy. But, you know, I got to do what I got to do. All right. Last couple here. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie. So, capitalists, let me ask you this. If the election were to happen tomorrow, who do you think would win? That's from Ben. Ben, that's an asinine question. But I, but to be fair, I will answer it because you asked it on the show. It's, it, it's a stupid question. 
because there has to be so much that happens. First of all, we only have one candidate running for president that's been nominated. And that's pretty much Joe Biden because Democrats said they aren't even going to allow debates to happen. So he's pretty much their candidate. So if the election were to happen tomorrow, it would be Joe Biden because he's the only official candidate running. But I will, I, you asked the question on the show, so I'll, I'll, I'll play it out. If the election were to happen tomorrow and is the election between Donald Trump and, and Joe Biden, first of all, that's probably what the election is going to be. And I just have to say, fuck you, America. Fuck you right in the ear because you're giving us these two guys again. Out of the 330 million Americans, we can't find two better candidates than Joe Biden and Donald Trump again. But that's likely what it's going to be. It's a no-brainer for me. All I have to do is compare the Joe Biden four years to the Donald Trump four years. And if I could, I would vote for Donald Trump 15 times. Because America was in better shape then. It was headed It was headed to a, a place where we were prosperous. We were doing well. The stock market was doing well. We were holding countries in check. We were the superpower again. And then, out of nowhere, a little bat flu came in and wiped everything out. Coincidence? I'm not going to get into a conspiracy theory, but very, very interesting that it happened at that time, right before the next election. I'd vote for Donald Trump. And I think America would vote for Donald Trump. OJ 2024, he'll slay the competition. OJ 2024, it will suck if you're brown. God, if OJ just ran for office, that'd be fantastic. The juice is loose again. And if I was him, I'd wear gloves to every fucking campaign stop. These gloves fit just like me in office. I'm already his campaign manager. If these gloves fit okay, then you need to vote for OJ. (laughs) Fucking A. I need to get him on the horn. Let's go, Juice. I can get you elected somewhere. Oh, yeah, look, he might not get elected, but he would get a lot of votes. A lot of votes. So you asked me who I think would. I think I, if the election were to be held tomorrow, I, I don't think Joe Biden would stand a chance. Depending on if his 80 million followers came out and supported him once again. Not Bucket. It's time for mail call. Welcome to mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? All right, last one here. It says, Arnie, I don't know about you, but I'm really tired of the bloodline story. I'm tired of Cody Rhodes and Brock Lesnar as well. 
Why are they not focusing on Sami Zayn again? Because he was so popular. And what are your thoughts on L.A. Knight? Yeah. Love the wrestling talk. That's from James. Well, James, I talk a lot AEW on here. I don't talk a lot of WWE. But I do watch WWE religiously. I, too, am tired of the bloodline. The bloodline has run its course. SummerSlam, it'll all be over. Jey Uso against Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns will win. He'll hold on to the title because they want the title to be Cody versus Roman. They want Cody to take it off him at next year's WrestleMania in Philadelphia. The Brock Lesnar thing is just another roadblock for Cody to continue his story. He beats Lesnar two out of three times. He gets over on that. And and Cody Rhodes is quite over in the wrestling world. Then who's next? I think it'll probably be Randy Orton or somebody like that. And he's going to have to fight a few more people. And then finally he'll get back to Roman Reigns. And that's when the Cody debacle will be over. Sami Zayn was great when he was a part of the, the bloodline because he was funny. He was entertaining. Uh, he was great in the Usos, but with he and just Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens is far more entertaining. Kevin Owens was getting mad and getting pissed off at Imperium, the Nazis, by the way. And by the way, if anybody doesn't see that Nazi coalition between Imperium and Nazis, y'all need to wake up. It's, it's kind of disturbing. Sammy, Sammy's not a guy who can, he's, he's not, this is why they didn't give him the strap. Because he can't hold the company together. You need a guy that can hold the company together. Roman Reigns can hold the company together with Paul Heyman. That's why that they're, they're Seth, Seth freaking Rollins is awesome. He's so over the crowd singing his songs for four or five minutes. Seth Rollins is completely over. He's fine. He's a great world champion. And Cody Rhodes will be that guy. Cody Rhodes, they're hoping, will be that guy that is the next stone cold, next rock, next gigantic icon. Because they need one. Now, as far as L.A. Knight goes, I love L.A. Knight. L.A. Knight is one of my favorite guys to watch. This is the only reason why I watch SmackDown is to see L.A. Knight. Yeah! Because he yells, yeah. Kevin Nash came out last week, says, oh, he's just a ripoff of The Rock. You know, Kevin Nash, you're just a bitter old man. I'm sorry what happened to your son. I think that's terrible. I don't think any parents should have to bury their child. But to shoot on a guy who's doing his gimmick, who's doing his thing, yeah. To say he's just a, a ripoff of the rock. Well, Ric Flair was a ripoff of Gorgeous George. Dusty Rhodes was a ripoff of Gorgeous George. The flamboyant rings, the coming to the ring, doing their hair. Kevin Nash, it's all been done before. Bobby Lashley is just a ripoff of Tony Atlas and Butch Reed. The New Day is a three-person ripoff of the Junkyard Dog. You want to call ripoff, and and I'm not calling I think all these people are wonderful performers, and I respect them for what they do in the ring and and, and what they put their bodies through. 
But if you're going to just simply tear down L.A. Knight saying he's a ripoff of The Rock, then I can tear everybody else down. And it's weak. It's weak on your part, Kevin Nash. I thought you were better than that. But then I remembered, no, you're not. You're just a big piece of trash that played basketball at the University of Tennessee. So go fuck yourself.
775-376-EZ-EZ. Ah, welcome back to the big show here on a... Pump day! Pump day! Pump day! Steph says... Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Steph's here. Damn, I bet you come in here on a Saturday night. You need nigga repellent to keep the motherfuckers off your ass. Yeah, she says, is this the longest song ever? No, it's only Echo and the Bunny Man. It's only like four and a half minutes. Come on, it's not that bad. It's a classic. Um, hopefully you are having a good Windows day so far. I know that I am. Uh, not many plans. I, I do have to update you on something. Today is day three. <clears throat> We've started so far. It started Monday when I woke up. So I did it all day Monday and I did it all day Tuesday. No shoes. I have not worn shoes since Sunday. I don't know why. I don't know why I'm making this a big deal, but this is a deal. No shoes now for almost three full days. Now, I haven't really left, left the house. I did take out the trash Monday and bring it in, but I did both those activities. Uh, sands shoes or sliders or sandals. I'm not wearing anything. I'm barefoot. Oh, I'm loving it. Now I won't go to a store or anything like that because I'm not I'm 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 not a fucking inbred. Okay, I don't live in Arkansas, but I'm liking this. This, this is a new freedom I have here. I, I I like this. I'm gonna see how many days I can go without wearing shoes. We'll see. It probably ends today. Um, a little update on the uh, Titan sub. We haven't talked about the Ocean Gate people in a while since they've shut down their website. They've shut down their business ever since five people imploded to death on one of their submarines that was manned by people that weren't even naval commanders. Um, uh, an engineer and underwater expert, Jose Luis Martin, has offered a timeline for the doomed Titan submergible machine. Um, it seems that you know how we were told before that the people didn't know what was happening? Well, the engineer says that, yeah, they were, well, they were aware of it about anywhere between 50 seconds and a little over a minute that it was going to happen. Because he said what happened was, is that, and, and it happened at about 5,500 feet, they're saying now. It didn't make, it didn't even make it down to the Titanic, so the people didn't even get to see it. I want my money back. There was an electrical fault, and that's what everybody's saying, there was an electrical fault that happened. And it left the submarine with no thrust. Yeah, baby, thrust, thrust. Such a good, like, almost dirty word. It's kind of like moist, thrust. It's one of those words you hear and you kind of you, 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 you kind of giggle a little bit when you hear thrust. It's like ointment. See, the submarines at Disneyland are steel. They never had implosions on Finding Nemo, right? No, right? Now, with the thrust and the weight of the passengers and the pilot, which was about eight or 900 pounds, 
all the weight went to the front, and it started going downhill quick. And when they had their Wish uh, wish catalog ordered, uh, Nintendo controller didn't work. Yeah, they pretty much knew that it was the end of days right there. And they had to free fall, I guess, in the water. And I don't know how fast it's falling in the water. Oh, Discharge. That's the good one right there. Discharge is fantastic. Discharge after thrust. These people knew for 50 seconds that they were going headfirst into the ocean. <laughs> now, do you think the kid had his Rubik's Cube out? Well, they didn't have electricity. He couldn't see anything. So, I mean, you're falling in utter darkness because it's dark. You don't see no sunlight at 5,500 feet under the water. It is dark. It is nighttime there all the time. And uh, they're falling deeper and deeper into the darkness. And I got to, I, I would have to imagine. Uh, Stinkfist says, see, ass, I'm off today, and my wife's making me pay attention to her. Well, damn her. Yeah, you better go do it. That's important. Good, good man. You got to think that thing's falling faster than, like, the cliffhanger ride. You know, the, 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 the Tower of Terror or whatever it is called at Disney, where you just fall straight down. That's got to be what's happening in the water. I mean, this thing is a rock. This thing has no buoyancy whatsoever. It's going straight down, and they have to fall for 50 seconds. People hate the, 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 the we call it the cliffhanger because that's what it was called here. That ride makes people throw up within three seconds. Now multiply that by 20. And those people are free-falling and probably barfing. There's a barfarama happening on there. And all of a sudden, crushed. That's got to be an agonizing way to go. Give me a guillotine any day of the week. You know you're about to die. It's the one thing that terrifies me the most about planes. H-E-L-L-A, moist. Oh, yeah, yeah, good try, Sanchez family. You know I ain't going to say that word unless I'm Dirk. Hello, welcome to customer service. I am Dirk. It is hella hot here in California today. I am native here, you know. San Bernardino. Yeah. I lived in the valley for a while, too. It was gnarly. It was hella gnarly. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Now they know what it feels like to be a beer can in one of those crushers. No shit. Wow. Yeah, I think that's going to play a role in the fucking significant lawsuits that are going to be filed against the Ocean Gate company. If I'm the if I'm the CEO of OceanGate, I have already moved to a non-extradition state or country. I don't give a fuck what it's called. I have moved there to where they can't get to me. Cuz this guy and other engineers are going to be used. Did they suffer? That's going to be See, this is what the family will sue for. The families are going to sue for all wrongful death. And then they're going to throw in on top 
pain and suffering. And a lot of times, a lot of times, pain and suffering gets kind of thrown out. But this is 50 seconds of suffering. If I was the lawyer, I would ask the courtroom to be quiet, and I would start a stopwatch at 50 seconds. Total silence in there. I'm not going to do it here because that's way too long in here. I hope they find a video or a GoPro. The only thing, I'm surprised. Here's what I'm surprised at, Panda. That there wasn't a feed. Now, I don't know how there could be being that below the ocean. I don't know how signals work and things like that because I'm not smart. Okay, I'm not Asian. Maybe Mage will know if if you can do that because Asians are smart people. Maybe maybe Stackar knows because Indians are smart people. Maybe Ogre knows because he is a smart person. I, but I don't know how, if there could be a feed like like if they're if the CEO is up there and he's watching it and he's talking to him and communicating to him like back and forth, and then all of a sudden it goes dark. They lost all electricity, so they probably lost the feed. So he didn't get to watch it happen either. But if that lawyer has the class or the, the, the courtroom be silent for 50 seconds, he's going to win his case right there. Oh, it, it's nothing more than showmanship. Come on. That would be a genius move on the lawyer. To have the jury sit there for 50 seconds and then look at the jury and go, those people knew they were dying that entire time. They were screaming. They were calling for loved ones. They were holding on to one another that entire 50 seconds. And that silence you heard in the courtroom is what they got in response. Whew. I just did a lawyer's job for him. Go ahead and just, you know what, put Esquire behind my name. I should be getting an honorary law degree for all my, look, man. It pays off watching shows like fucking Law and Order. Well, I can't say that without playing the damn song, and I moved the damn song yesterday, so now I don't know where the damn thing is. And then find it. Yeah. Watched all the House of Cards. By the way, the, the anybody who watched House of Cards, I, I know I'm way late to the ball game there, but that was Kevin Spacey's fantastic in the House of Cards. Um, the series finale, finale was absolutely as bad as The Sopranos. As bad as The Sopranos. It was awful. Thanks, Kevin Spacey, for diddling kids or, or young men under the age of 18, allegedly. You ruined that show. One person was doing his last Rubik's Cube ever. The finale wasn't meant to be the finale. As it stands, it sucked. It was horrible. I got to tell you, I love that show. I forgave Kevin Spacey for all his transgressions until season six. He was phenomenal. Robin Wright Penn looked phenomenal in that. Everybody was great in that. And to end it by killing Doug? Sorry, spoiler alert. You can't kill Doug, and then it's over? That's bullshit. I'm mad as hell about that. 
I couldn't believe that. It was like black screen all over again. I'm tired of that shit. Christ on a crutch. I want to sue for that. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump onto the back of the people of, of Ocean Gate and sue for that. Sue Netflix for wasting my time. Um, all right, where are we going next? Uh, we kind of talked a little bit about this yesterday. I, I, I think this is a terrible idea. This is awful. When he pushed that chick in front of the train, that was awesome. It, it was a great series. I mean, I, I mean, I'd look at it and I was like, wow. I don't know why I didn't watch it. I didn't have Netflix when it first came out, so I didn't get to see it. And then I was behind, and I didn't like really binging shows. And now that sometimes, you know, now it's the summer months, I got shows I want to. I want to watch The West Wing now because I never got involved in The West Wing because I like political shows now, I guess. But House of Cards, boy, oh, boy, that was good shit. Could influencers be the secret to saving Hollywood? The answer is uh, a loud... How major studios are paying tens of thousands of dollars to online stars to promote the latest blockbusters in a desperate attempt to achieve box office success. How about this? How about this? Do you want box office success? I have the key for you. Now, and you know what? Because I'm a giver. Because I am Arnisius of Arnadad. Because I, I am a doctor. I'm going to prescribe what will fix Hollywood for free. Because I know everybody in Hollywood's listening. Everybody on the picket lines, hey, you writers stealing ideas from me, good morning to you. Keep, keep, keep the picketing alive. You want box office success? Do you want answers to why nothing is going your way? Do you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. You really can't handle it. No, you can't. Because the truth is this. Stop making everything so fucking political. How about we make movies again that suspend disbelief? And we don't have an, a, an eco or a... a Um, any kind of message behind the movie except it's a fun movie to go to, i.e. Cocaine Bear. Now, I know we can't have all wild animals addicted to to narcotics. Make movies the way you used to make movies. Say the words you used to say. Don't try to make it politically correct. Make it a movie. Make it something we can enjoy again. And fuck the critics. Fuck the Rotten Tomatoes people. I hate when, when, when somebody tries to call out Quentin Tarantino as a racist because he uses the N-word in his movies. He uses it because it's appropriate for the movie. I'm not going to go on my rant about Django because I've gone on that enough. 
Uh, let's see. Ogre says, want to fix the moot box office? Drop the Woken agenda. Uh, well, let's, hold on a second. Let me get the, the correct sound effects out here. Um, that's right. Uh, give us original ideas. Um, I need a better. Where, where's the other one? There's another. Uh, no, I guess that, is that my only bell. No, this is. No, I can't do that one. Can't do that one. So. Um, Hepbridge Farm remembers. Yeah, see, I remember when movies were good, and so does. Hepbridge Farm remembers. Uh, give us original ideas. Uh, write believable characters with real struggles and not being perfect. Write stories that are engaging and make us want to know what's next. Correct the mundo. What happened to comedies? They just died off. Now they make good one last. Maybe a game show bell for correct. Maybe. I had one, I thought, but we'll use that one for now. You nailed it. Give us original ideas. I don't need more comic book movies. I, I, I don't mind comic book movies. I think they're great. But here's the thing. You're going to stop having to reach out for tertiary comic books that not many people read. Like The Eternals. Hello, can you say Flop Marvel? The, the, the Chinese Shogun Warrior Marvel character, which did okay in the box office, Flash has flopped. And that had Michael Keaton as Batman. Black Adam, that had The Rock, the hottest movie star in the world, and that flopped. People are tired. People are tired of superhero movies. Now, I know, isn't in there another Gardens of the Galaxy coming out, or did it already come out? I don't know. We got Mission Impossible 97 coming out. Uh, it's out today. So go check it out. I, I, I'm not going to see it. I'm sure Christopher will see it because Mission Impossible movies are just unbelievable for me because Tom Cruise. I think Ogre nailed it with Drop the Woke and the Agenda. I think that one right there alone will get you back into the ballpark when it comes to people going to movies. Uh, oh, and step five, stop making comic book movies. They're done. They've spent, people are tired of them. Movies shouldn't be just clapping your hands like a retarded monkey when there's something bright and colorful exploding. Yep. And if you're going to make a superhero movie, you better... Look, I am looking forward to Deadpool 3. I, I'm just going to tell you that right now. I've already seen some, some daily pictures uh, of Hugh Jackman dressed as Wolverine in the bright yellow X-Men character outfit. That movie's going to be great. I already know. It, it better be rated R. If it's PG-13, it's going to be terrible. That's the other thing. I know that the horror genre is not one of my favorite genres. I'm not a big horror movie guy, but I know that it's huge. Stop making horror movies that are PG-13. Nobody wants to see that. People want R-rated fucking movies. Why? Because R-rated movies are entertaining. I didn't think The Last Guardian of the Galaxy was very good to emo, okay? 
The 94th possession comes out next week. Talk to me whenever it's called. Sawyer's dad says, good morning, Arnie. Have you seen or heard that child trafficking movie? Apparently it beat Indiana Jones on the 4th. What are your thoughts? I hear a lot of people saying it's a really good movie. I, 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 I'll wait till it comes out on Fire Stick to watch it. I'll watch it on Fire Stick. I ain't going to pay for it because I'm not really into child trafficking stuff. But I, 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 I think it's brave of them to produce that and put it out in, 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 in a Hollywood that we have. I think, it's, I think it's all right. But I haven't seen it yet. I know the Cowboys girl says she saw it and she liked it. So there you go. But see, once again, that movie is original. That movie is taking on a new subject. What happens when you take on new subjects? You get people to follow, people to watch. Don't make crap movies anymore. There's a movie that came out a couple years ago about some kid who lost his damn mama in, in a museum explosion, and he stole a painting, and I guess he had to give it back. Why do I want to see a movie about a kid who loses his mother and he steals a painting? That's not good. I already know the entire story. Oh, it's his right, his journey to manhood. Shut up. Shut up. That's just gay. Stop being gay with all the movies that we put out. For the love of God. Put out more movies like Step Brothers. You want to put out comedies? Look here. If you want to put out comedies, you need to go back and you need to watch a few comedies. One in particular, Caddyshack. There was a, you want to put a little action in a comedy, then you go and watch Smoking the Bandit. There ain't nothing politically correct about any either of those movies. And there is nothing over the line either. Uh, let's see. Uh, move aside, Pixar. Story behind it was Disney got it uh, shelved. The Angel Network, the Christian Network, bought it and made it. I'm thinking Disney is not happy right now. No, of course not. Of course Disney wants to shelve it. They're taking on a real subject in that movie, and it's human trafficking and children trafficking in America. They're taking on a real-life subject. Now, is that something I want to see in a theater? I don't know. See, I like to go to the theater to be entertained. Do you know why Top Gun 2, Colin Maverick, was so amazing? Because it was entertaining. It was really, really entertaining. You know why the movie Nobody with Bob Odencourt was so good? It's because it was fucking entertaining. You know why the John Wick movies are so good? It's because they're action-packed and, once again, entertaining. And getting influencers to get involved is not going to help that process. Put out quality and you will receive plenty in compensation. But Hollywood, I'm afraid Hollywood's too far gone. And it's going to take some people losing real amounts of money for it to change. They haven't gotten there yet. When the studio executives start losing tons and tons of money themselves, they will change things. And until then, until their investors say, uh, 
you need to put out better shit, then we're going to continue to get the same shit we've been getting. And we're not going to get anything for a while because the writers are still on strike. And when the actors go on strike, that's when I'll fucking have enough of Hollywood and say be done because how much more money do you want? Enough about that. Let's talk about this mathematician who tried to be cool, but then we all have to realize he's a mathematician. A mathematician created the world's ultimate swear word using an algorithm. The best word is four letters starting with B and ending with E-R. Huh? Banger is the most offensive term, or burr for short. Huh? Huh? So, uh, the, the ass family, here you go. I, I'm going to give you a minute here. I'm, I'm going to ask you. What is the greatest swear word? What is it? What would be your favorite curse word or, or offensive term to use? Banger? Let's see. Um, the this guy found that banger was the 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 greatest swear word, which is I don't even know what it means. Will there be McLean found that with no inputs were given, the model made up words like dit what. I think it's neither as satisfying as saying fuck when you've been stabbed, stubbed your toe, or shit when you realize you've forgotten your parents' birthday. Um, all right, so I asked you what your favorite word was. Ogre says, oh, for Christ's sake, sake, stick to math. You failed humor. Straight fire, boy, he doesn't waste any time. His favorite cuss word is cunt. And I got to give it up to the Brits. The Brits use cunt a lot more than we do, and we need to incorporate that more into our language. Uh, Ogre says, cocksucker, probably it asparages straight women, gays, and is just plain funny. Okay. Braddy Kid says, motherfucker, trash. Panda says, motherfucker. Remy says, faggot. Okay. Fuck is the most versatile word in the English language. Motherfucker. Sassy Pammy says, Adele. God damn you, Sassy Pammy. Hello. Yes, hello. It's me. I was wondering if after all these years you'd like to meet. No, I, I don't want to meet you. Uh, Steph says cocksucker. Uh, fuck in all forms. Ken Dirk, you've heard the audio. I love the scholarly take on the word fuck. Fuck. <sighs> I, I curse a lot. You guys know that I'm a, I am the Rembrandt of offensive language. I am the Picasso uh, of putting you down. I am the Van Gogh of going off on you. I'm going to have to say, fuck is a great one. 
Cock, great. But I like to make up. See, because I'm a creative person, I like to make up. I think my, my, my favorite, just when I'm really fucking pissed at somebody, there, there's two of them. Dickhole. You're such a fucking dickhole. Because the dickhole really has nothing to do with the dick. It's just useless, like you are. So dickhole, and I really love it. It, And I don't use it very often. But when I do, when I do, I have to, um, let me see if I can find uh, the the right sound effect here. Yeah. Yeah. I love any fo- anything that comes at. Usually, I go shit bag. That guy is such a fucking shit bag, or that guy is such a fucking dickhole. Now, there's one other that is fucking fantastic, but you have to do the sound effect with it, and you have to do the sound effect. But see, I have a sound effect here. My favorite one is that guy is such a shit bird. <laughs> See, you call somebody a shitburger, you got to give them the caw, caw after it. So I say dickhole and shitbird are my two favorite. That guy is such a fucking shitbird. Caw, caw. I love shitfuck too. Mother buttfuck is my go-to, all right. Uh, it's a minute, but it's fucking hilarious. Okay, hold on a second here. Let's see. My girlfriend exclaims shitfuck often when frustrated. All right, let's watch this. Perhaps one of the most interesting words in the English language today is the word fuck. Out of all of the English words that begin with the letter F, fuck is the only word that is referred to as the F word. It's the one magical word. Just by its sound can describe pain, pleasure, hate, and love. Yeah. Fuck, as most words in the English language, is derived from German, the word frichen, which means to strike. In English, fuck falls into many grammatical categories. As a transitive verb, for instance, John fucked Shirley. As an intransitive verb, Shirley fucks. Its meaning is not always sexual. It can be used as an adjective, such as John's doing all the fucking work. As part of an adverb, Shirley talks too fucking much. As an adverb enhancing an adjective, Shirley is fucking beautiful. As a noun, I don't give a fuck. As part of a word, abso-fucking-lutely or in-fucking-credible. And, as almost every word in a sentence, fuck the fucking fuckers. As you must realize, there aren't too many words with the versatility of fuck. As in these examples, describing situations such as fraud, I got fucked at the used car lot. Dismay, aw, fuck it. Trouble, I guess I'm really fucked now. Aggression, don't fuck with me, buddy. Difficulty. I don't understand this fucking question. Yep. Inquiry. Who the fuck was that? Dissatisfaction. I don't like what the fuck is going on here. Incompetence. He's a fuck off. Dismissal. Why don't you go outside and play hide and go fuck yourself? <laughs> I'm sure you can think of many more examples. 
With all of these multi-purpose applications, how can anyone be offended when you use the word? We say, use this unique, flexible word more often in your daily speech. It will identify the quality of your character immediately. Yes, it will. Say it loudly and, and proudly. proudly. Fuck you. Beautiful. Ogre, well done. It is such a versatile word, and I use it a lot. I There's one that's gaining traction on shitbird. And dickhole, and that's fucktard. I love calling people fucktards. Look, and I know that we came up with queeftard, but fucktard is a lot better. Um, dickhole is good. Everybody has to come out of one. I like cockstain and cuntstain. Those are fantastic. I think, though, that the, the go-to, the, and I'll never forget this. <clears throat> My parents told me I couldn't curse until I was 13 like around them. And and they didn't give me full, you know, carte blanche at 13 to go into an Eddie Murphy tirade. But I could say like damn and hell and maybe, maybe shit. Maybe. But there was one word, and I was 17 when I said it in front of her for the first and only time. And you guys know that I use the word fuck a lot. And by the way, before 13, I used the word fuck a lot then, too. My, my mother once heard me <clears throat> call a man a cocksucker on a baseball field and didn't talk to me for two days. Um, I was taking her to work one morning. I used to have, we, we had two cars at the house. Dad would take his, and I would have to drive to my junior college. Uh, and I would take mom to work. And we were driving to work. And her and I were talking about something, and I'm like, that guy is such a fucking idiot. It's something I would usually say. I was 18. I was 18. And my mom, she looked at me, and she goes, you never use that word in front of me again. I'm a lady, goddammit. And, and she sold it with the goddammit. I mean, my, 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 mom, my mom wasn't the funniest person in the world, but she did have great timing. And when she hit me with the goddammit at the end, I was like, yes, you are a lady, goddammit. But it was the only time I ever said the F word in front of my mom. She was not happy. So I would have to go, the, 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 the crown goes to the word fuck. Because it is so versatile, it is used everywhere. I love putting it in words like a fucking amazing or a fucking men or in fucking credible or out fucking standing. I have a plaque on my desk that says that fucker in charge of you fucking fuckers. There you go. But yeah, it, and, and by the way, we don't need mathematicians to help us out with our swearing. And by the way, to all those people out there, to all those blue bloods out there that say, oh, you just see how crass a human being is with that delightful language, with that terrible language. You see just how crass and how low class they are. Now, I don't know if this is true, but I know I've heard the story that the actual origins, I, I know it said in there from, from the German one, but I heard in English the actual origin of fuck was it was derived <clears throat> because 
under English rule, you had to get the consent of the king to have sex. So it used to be known as fornication under consent of king. So you had the the ability to fuck. I don't know if that's true. It's a story I heard. It might be an old wives' tale, but I like it. College Station says, I love the universal motherfucker. I imagine you say that a lot of te- times when other teams are scoring against A&M. Sorry. I, I'm sorry. We're getting close. I don't know. College Station, I don't know about you. I'm getting fucking jacked for college football. I mean, I'm not watching anything because I'm already ready to go. And look, my Rangers are in first place barely. But I'm ready for college football season. Unbe fucking leavable. That one threw my buddy for a loop in college. That's a good one. Yeah, if you can work it into a multi-syllabic word. I've done it a few times in words where it really doesn't belong. Holly fucking wood. Math my fucking titian. Yeah, you can put it in places everywhere. The secret fucking service. You can use it. That's what makes it so great. And by the way, see, this is my favorite, though, is is like when when you hear people and comedians. I'm not a fan of clean comedians. I'm just not. I I don't, nothing against them. I'm sure some of their stuff is pretty funny. But I, 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 the best way it was ever told to me was by my, my dear friend Carlos Rodriguez. And there's a lot of comedians that have clean sets because they can make a lot of money doing corporate gigs. I respect their hustle. I respect their hustle. I can't do it. And here's the reason why I can't do it. If I'm going to do a comedy show, I had to work 24 years on the air, and I couldn't cuss. There was, a, there was a brief window where we could say the word asshole on the air. And let me tell you, when I found out we could say asshole on the air, and it was only like a six-month window, I used asshole as much as I could because I, that, that's another one that's one of my, uh, that's up there right there, asshole. But uh, I worked for 24 years, and I had to keep a clean mouth. And I did a great job entertaining people. In my opinion, I mean, I am in the Hall of Fame after all. Um, but when I'm on stage, uh, and this is the way Carlos equated it to me, he says, would you hire a plumber who didn't bring all of his tools to the job? Yeah, that was one of the most brilliant things I'd ever heard in my life. This is why Carlos Rodriguez is a lot smarter than me. Indian use fuck back to back, for example, you fucking fuck bloody bastard guy is one I hear a lot from Indians. Now, he's talking about dots, not feathers. 7-Elevens, not casinos. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not. I got you, Stackar. Stackar's my boy. Stackar's my dog. I don't think, did we play this this morning for you? I always enjoyed the dog shit zoo. Oh, you know, one of our favorite things that we did on the show, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of taking in a different direction here. Um, we'll, we'll do, I'll, I'll save one more story for, uh, for, for the end of the show. I got to tell you this story. Um, one of my favorite things, and I didn't do it, and I have to give credit where credit's due, and I have to give credit to Scab, and I will. One of my favorite things that he ever did on the show and he, this was his, and I never, ever tried to jump in like he tried to jump in with my impersonations. 
I heard it is 7-Eleven, not 9-Eleven. There you go. Well, that's a little close. A little close. Um, was our Sean Connery bit, where he would shit on the floor. I would let that would that to me was the the only thing that he ever brought to the table, and he couldn't bring it to the table every day. I mean, you couldn't overdo it. But the Sean Connery thing, when I'm shitting at the table, the bird is shitting on my shoulder, and it was fucking funny. It was so fucking funny. But that paled in comparison to the hundreds of things that I did. But that's a different story. But, yeah, that was one of my favorite things. By the way, the uh, do you remember a lot of people ask me, is there anything from your old show that you miss? And there is one thing. Fucko. Oh, Fucko's a great one, Gold. Uh, one of the best scenes when Henry Bash is... Uh, Henry bashes dudes in the head after he tried to rape Karen and Goodfellas. The neighbor just wanted to become a fucko on Henry. Cunt scab, yes. Um, oh, where was I going with that? Oh, I was going to go somewhere with that shit. I was going to say. Um, I don't even remember where I was going with that. Uh, guys did his ghetto black girl, but it was pretty damn good. Um, all right. <laughs> What was I saying? I did like Scab as Johnny Carr. He wasn't bad. He, he, he had a couple that, that he did that were okay, but, you know. Oh, oh, the, the, I, I remember where I was going. People have asked me, are there anything? There's one thing I miss, and it's, doing this voice. Literally, that was my favorite thing to do on the air because I knew how much that aggravated a certain person. And I started it. I was the one who originated, eh, I'm going to go home, I'm going to get dumb-dumb, and I'm going to fuck him. I was one, and then somebody else decided to jump in and do the voice, and then we would have the dueling, <laughs> which was a very funny bit. But once again, it was something that I started that he just jumped on. By the way, my Kermit the Frog was better. Hi-yo, Kermit D. Frog here. See, it's like you thought Kermit was in the room. Why are there so many songs about rainbows? And what's on the other side? I'm Kermit the fucking Frog. Kermit the fucking Frog. See, you can put fuck in front of somebody's name. When you guys found the can opener that slowed down with the sound of eh, like hey, that was gold. We did so many funny things. Oh, man. Um, all right. Uh, this last story is from New York City. New York City! The victim was not physically harmed from the encounter. The suspect is a 30 to 40 year old man, roughly between 5 foot 5 and 5 foot 7. He was last seen wearing blue shorts, a gray hat, with sneakers, and dark-colored jacket. What did he do? Well, he decided to flog the old dolphin right in front of a woman on a subway station. Oh, right there, polishing the bishop right on the platform. 
doing the hoop-de-doo to himself waiting on a train. My Regis is awesome. I love doing Regis, too. Regis is great. So my wife, Joy, and I, we were out the other night at Tavern on the Green. I got a salad. She got a cop salad. I'm like, what's the cop? My dear friend Tony Randall came over to me, and he started sitting there, and we looked out the window, and there was a man whacking his penis. It's out of control. Joy passed out. I got a warm Chablis, and I warmed her up, and I said, Joy, wake up. Regis was the original yeller, and then it went to, I can't imagine, did they ever have Al Pacino on the show? Because they would have had to turn the fucking boom mic way down. Those two fucking guys on the show. Oh, God almighty. So, yeah, so some guy's on the platform just fucking hoopty-doopting himself. By the way, is that something you go to the police and report? I mean, you're, 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 I, I would think, honestly, that it's kind of like. You're in a nightclub, for God's sake. What do you think's going to happen at a nightclub? People are drinking or doing drugs? Yeah. yeah. There are women there, and uh, and people have guns. So yeah. anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I, I mean, you're, 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 you're on a subway platform, for Christ's sake. There, there are people, you know, masturbating and definitely doing drugs. You got to really report that to police? Can you please do Arnold? <coughs> oh, Avril was the other. I can't do Avril. Avril kills my voice. But uh, uh, Arnold, good morning. Good morning, peanut head. Hello, girl. It's me, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm here to pump you up. I'm going to put up what you're putting down, motherfucker. We didn't really curse with him, so I, I didn't do a lot of cursing with him. But, yeah, uh, the chopper. Get on the chopper. I, I'll tell you, the easiest way to get in any kind of impersonate, everybody wants to know how, how you get in. You have to find a word that gets you in there. And chopper. Chopper is the one that gets you into the Arnold voice. The Arnold voice. You can do it by saying chopper. Now, I always, when I do my British impersonations, I always do blimeys first because that gets me in the, the British mindset. Like, oh, blimeys. Chopping morning to you, governor. Screw your freedom. Screw your freedom. See, that one's a tough one. I got to work on that one here. Uh, let's see. Uh, where, where's that one here? Screw your freedom. Screw your freedom. Chopper, it's not a tumor. Yeah, donkey, you're going down. Down. But, you know, you, with, with Irish, you start with Faith and Begora. Oh, Faith and Begora, top of the morning to you. We're going to peel some potatoes, don't you know? Scottish, I can't do a lot. You just do that. Ah, oh, it's great. It's great. That's the only one I got. That in Boston. Hey, where you park your car? I have found out that my Boston accent is getting better because I've learned that the letter R does not belong in their alphabet unless it's at the beginning of a song, uh, a word. Like, if you're going to go drink, you're going to go to the bar. It's B-A, the bar. Not bar, bar. You're going to park your car, you're going to park, park your car at the garden. Okay, that, that's it. That's what you got. Can you do hi-oh, hi-oh, 
Hej, og... <laughs> Ed McMahon. Hej, og... Correxer. Budweiser. Give me some Alpo. It was such a shitty impersonation. Oh, but... Uh, hi I love doing Ed McMahon because he was fucking crocked most nights on that show. Join us tonight with Johnny's guests. He was so fucking just... He was the perfect straight man for Johnny Carson. God almighty, that was entertaining back then. How bad was it? Oh, God. Man, oh, man. Johnny Carson gave us so many comedy gems. Oh, Ed McMahon was the truth. God, I loved him. Three and three-quarter stars. Give him a Budweiser. None of that made sense to anybody. Like, there were some people that looked at us like, how is that funny? I'm like, I don't know, but it's fucking working. So we'll keep doing it. I will tell you this. One one of my favorite all time. And this is one of the hardest ones I ever had to do. And it was painful, but it wasn't painful to my throat. It was painful to my cheeks. When we would do Fat Christina Aguilera. (laughs) She would come in with like Sean Connery or something. And, and what I would do is I would get bread or I would get, like, snack cakes from the vending machine. And I would literally shove them in my mouth to where there was no room in my mouth to talk. And I'm going to it in a bottle, baby. Oh, my God. That was so offensive to fat girls, but I didn't care. All right, ass family. That is going to do it for us today. We will be back tomorrow. Minnesota guy. Oh, I love doing the Minnesota guys. Oh, the Minnesota and Wisconsin people. Oh, you betcha. They're dandies to do, don't you know? Don't you know? I'm working on a Chicago one. Oh, Lord, the first time you rolled out, Christine, I almost pissed myself. Oh, fuck. That was so goddamn funny. And, like, we had, like, I had no idea what I was going to do that day, and then it hit me. I'll do fat Christina Aguilera, and I shoved that shit in my mouth, and it was fucking gold. So there you go, ass family. Uh, we will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel, because I'm Mike Tyson. Uh, until then, please remember every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, have a fantastic hump day, and adios, everybody. <laughs>
Outside waiting to arrest him.